Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is October 2nd, and our reading comes from Philippians chapter 3. Beginning in verse 7, Paul says this. First, he gives all of his credentials, and he says, I once thought these things, these credentials, were valuable. But now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. In other words, all of my religious credentials are ridiculous compared to the righteousness of God hanging on a cross and dying for me. What Jesus did so exceeds anything I could have done that I count all of those things as worthless, a waste of time, no help at all. That's what he says. In fact, he says, verse 8, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have discarded everything else, counting it as garbage so that I may gain Christ and become one with him. Gosh, this is so important. In all of our prosperity, we have so much and we are so distracted and so caught up that often we're missing God. The truth is most people are too busy to walk with God. They have so much in their life, there's no room for Jesus. Paul says, I've counted all of that other stuff as worthless compared to knowing Christ. Now listen, that doesn't mean we all need to move out into the desert and live in a tent, but it does mean we've got to create more margin in our life. We've got to quiet the noise in our life. We've got to work at a different pace in our life. We've got to rearrange the priorities of our life. And we've got to learn to bring Jesus into every area of our life. Otherwise, we're so caught up in the world with what is good that we're missing out on what is great. We're missing Jesus. And so he goes on to say, I've discarded everything, counted as, a, as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith. So our righteousness, our holiness, isn't through our works. It's through the work of Christ, what he has done. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. And we receive that righteousness by putting our faith in what Jesus has already accomplished. Verse 10, I want you to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Get this. Paul says, I want to know his resurrection power. I love where Paul says, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us, Romans chapter 8. And he says, I want you to understand that mighty power that raised Christ, right? It lives. It resides in us. And here's what he says, I want to understand and experience that power. But the only way I can experience that power is I have to die. The only way to experience resurrection power is to die to ourselves. So if we want to experience more of the power of God, we've got to be careful, again, that we're not so distracted by the world and we're not so busy building our kingdom that there's no place in our heart and life and calendar 
for Jesus and his kingdom and an experience of his power. God's power is not for our kingdom. It's for his kingdom. God's power is not for our glory. It's for his glory. So if we want to experience more of his power, more of his resurrection life in us, then we have to make sure that he's first. And our life is about building his kingdom. And in everything we do, in our workplace and with our families and in our community, in every place, we understand I am here as a representative of his kingdom. And when we go as an ambassador representing his kingdom, then we can trust his power will be present in order to point people to our king Jesus. That's what Paul is describing. I love it. Now watch what he says next. Verse 12, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved all these things or that I've reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. I'm not perfect, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. I love that. That's so encouraging. Here's the apostle Paul who's saying, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all figured out. I haven't settled every issue. I haven't healed from every wound, but here's what I am doing. I am leaving what's in the past in the past. I am leaving that behind and I am focused on what is ahead. I am pressing in. I am running after. I am striving for everything that Christ has for me. I want the prize, right? And man, that needs to be our mentality for so many people. Maybe this is true for you. We're so focused on our past, our failures, our hurt, our pain, that it's very difficult to see or even imagine our future with Christ. And what Paul would say is, let's forget about the past. It's under grace. God has forgiven us. Let's trust God to take care of the past. And let's focus our attention on the future, on Jesus, and pressing in and chasing after, moving towards everything that God has for me. That means God's healing from my past. That means growing in my understanding of who I am in Christ. That means allowing Christ to form his character in me. That means identifying, pursuing his vision, his purpose for my life. I've forgotten the past. I'm not living in the past anymore. I'm living in the future. I'm pressing in. I'm running after everything that Jesus has for me. And I want to encourage you to do that. Man, run after everything Christ has for you. Dear brothers and sisters, he goes on to say, verse 15, he says, let all who are spiritually immature agree on these things. And if you disagree, God will make it plain to you. In other words, if you're still trying to to find righteousness through religion, well, Hopefully, God will make that plain to you. And if you're still living in your past, hopefully, God will make that plain for you. Come on, by faith, let's receive the righteousness of Christ. And by faith, let's step into the future, into all that God has for us. He says, dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. Man, I love that. In other words, we need to be able to say to our world, follow me as I follow Jesus. 
Follow me as I follow Jesus. Again, this is why our mission statement is so important. Be with Christ. Be with Jesus. Become like Jesus and do what Jesus did. So as that's true for me, as I am with him and becoming like him and doing what he does more and more, as those things are growing in my life, then I can invite others. I can help them to understand, here's how you connect with Jesus every day. Here's how you live in the presence of God every day. And then secondly, here's how you allow his spirit to produce his life and character transformation in your life. And then let me show you, here's how you live that out at home. And here's how you live that out at work. And here's how you live that out at church. And here's how you live that out in your community. In all those spaces, we're trying to do what Jesus did. So I want to be able to say to people around me, follow me as I follow Jesus. I love that. Then he says this, verse 18, for I've told you, Often before, and I'll say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many who conduct themselves as enemies of the cross of Christ. In other words, so many people today claim to be Christian, but yet they live in a way that I think people, if they were evaluating their life from the outside, they'd say, man, you're living in a way that is actually working against God's kingdom. So we want to make sure that everything we do is supporting and, and building the kingdom, not working against it. He says, because those people are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about life on this earth. Again, this is where we've got to be careful in American culture is we've got to be careful that our God is not our appetite, our desire for more, 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 right? And we live as if our life, our happiness, our security is called up in having and getting more. He said, we got to be careful about that. We don't want to live that way at all. He says, their mind is only thinking about this life, this world. And we've got to be careful. We want our mind to be thinking about eternity, what's going to last forever. Watch what he says, verse 20. We are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus lives and we're eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. And he'll take our weak and mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. He just reminds us we're citizens of heaven. We are presently residing here, but we're passing through. This is all temporary. Our citizenship, our eternal home is heaven. And we want to keep that in mind. We want to stay focused on that and trust that God is going to bring everything under his control. Man, that's how this whole story ends, right? At the end of the day, Jesus will rule and reign as King and Lord of all. And we will be his brothers and sisters, his children. We will rule and reign with him. So let's go ahead and start today living for his kingdom. Let me pray for you. Father, gosh, we just are so encouraged by everything that we've read today. God, I pray that we wouldn't put our hope and faith in our religious works, but God, we put our hope and faith in all that you have done for us. God, I pray that you would help us to die to our lives, to lay down our lives, and to understand what that means for each of us so that we can experience your life, your resurrection life, your resurrection power at work in me. God, I'm so grateful for Paul's encouragement. He wasn't perfect, and we're not perfect, 
but we are forgetting what's in our past. And God, we're pressing in for everything that God has for us. God, I pray that we'd all be able to say to the people around us, follow me as I follow Jesus. And God, I pray that we wouldn't be so caught up and distracted by this world that we fail to live for eternity. God, give us that eternal perspective. We don't want to live for the here and now that's passing away. God, we want to live for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. Man, hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.